Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 104 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. Thank you for listening, and if it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. Name is still Craig. We haven't changed it yet. And as much as there isn't for games this week, because let's be honest, really nothing came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get some pretty big news uh, for, for a couple things. And yep. with that, we'll get into the, as always, first, the news. Uh, first off, I guess we might as well go ahead and just get right off to the big stuff. Uh, E3 is canceled. There is no digital or physical event this year. And particularly, it says it's because of COVID, which right. I personally don't buy no. at all. So, no, because we're we're back to not 100% normal, but like we're back to in-person things, right? Yeah. I So like if if you had to if you had to think of why. Yeah. They uh they did it. Why why would you think? I think the obvious answer is it's been on a downward decline for a while and I think this was just kind of them throwing in the towel. I personally think. Um we haven't really needed one for the past couple of years as as much as I would you and I would both like to be able to go to one. I think the time has sailed. Uh, sorry. (laughs) All right. So, um, yeah, like for me personally with E3, I think that I feel like maybe they just don't have like people are like going, no, we don't want to pay for the expensive theater to showcase our games when they can just hold digital events. Like, yeah, last year we actually got something. But this year, I just feel like we're not going to get anything at all. Uh, like, we aren't going to get anything at all because people are like, no, we don't feel like doing this. Like, yep. we can just record what we want at home and do it from there or do their own thing. You know, we've seen PlayStation do that. We've seen Xbox do it before. And there still is like the Summer Game Fest that Jeff Keighley kind of hosts around. And I think we'll see games then. Yep. So I just I just think it's probably lack of interest from from places because not only do you need to rent stage room like it's usually held in staple or i guess crypto arena is now what it's called yeah crypto so if that's the case like you're renting like space you're renting like the whole demo unit props like there can be so much money saved just by doing something away from e3 and doing it just on your own or doing the summer games fest thing which if I end up doing the same thing, like end up making props of events and doing that kind of thing, then you're spending maybe the same amount of money. I don't know. It's kind of all up in the air with that. But uh, me personally, I'm going to miss E3. What do you think? Yeah, you I mean, like, like you said, I think when COVID hit, that's when a lot of the game companies realized that they didn't need E3 at all. And they're kind of like, well, why are we paying for it? Like you said, um, I don't think like we're still going to get these big conference things from microsoft nintendo sony but i just don't know that they're all going to be grouped together in one or two days which was kind of fun right going like back to back to back that's what made it so much fun um i did notice that jeff Keeley didn't come out and say anything but somebody had said something on twitter about it and he put like a little winky face like he might have something planned um to kind of bring everybody together maybe he takes over and it becomes something new kind of like e3 yeah um, but, but yeah i mean past couple of years have shown you don't need to pay. I don't even know how much they pay millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to this. Probably. Um, when you can just make a video in your own office for, you know, a couple thousand and just release it into the internet and get the same amount of views, if not more. So yeah, it's, it's sad that I never got to go to one. Um, I always wanted to, that was like one of my goals in life, but maybe Jeff Keeley comes out with something else and we can get to that. Yeah, and I was actually going to mention that as well. Like it used to be when we were younger and like if you were a gamer, like the dream was to go to E3 yep, to get to experience things before other people do like demos technology wise. And that was always something that, you know, I as well aspired to go to one day. But times have changed now to the point where we probably won't get that. You know, we'll be we would be lucky to get invited to a summer games fest at this point, (laughs) wherever the heck that's held. But 
you know, it, and that's what I think I'm going to miss the most about it is the fact that E3, yes, it was kind of this huge showbiz thing, and I get that. Um, but I, I kind of always miss the idea of, you know, one day being able to go there and being able to experience demos for games that we hadn't heard it or hadn't seen. Um, yep. It was kind of like it, it was it, it was your dream if you were if you were a hardcore gamer. Like if you were a hardcore gamer, you wanted to be like, yeah, I want to like I want to be that person that says, oh, I played like the build for Ocarina of Time before yep. uh, before it was announced or before anybody else got to play it. Like that's the kind of cool stuff I think. You know, we all wanted to have, but now with digital age and everything like that, it's slowly being phased out. Like we nowadays, you have to just get lucky to get invited to some sort of beta test and <laughs> right and go from there. Yeah, it is kind of a bummer. I think the appeal when we were growing up was that it was for the industry only, right? Yeah. Like you had to be uh, working for like a magazine or a website, whereas the past couple of years, you could just buy a ticket to go to E3, which is cool that normal people could go, but kind of lost its luster a little bit. Um, but I mean, I guess you still have technically packs you can go to um, yeah. East and West. So that's kind of the same thing on a smaller scale. Um, but yeah, it does seem like little bit more of the gaming world that I knew growing up has died, kind of like the magazines. Now E3, it's just kind of sad, but I guess you have to evolve and move on. Yeah, as humans, you know, humans don't like change, especially when it's been cemented for so long. So now now it just sucks that we have to get used to this change as well. And most likely, probably the death of E3. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, see how it all goes. I want to tap into more sad news. For everybody sad. else except me, because I'm not sad about it. But I put it on Instagram earlier this week. Zelda is not coming out this year. I'm not surprised. They're saying saying 2023. Are you surprised? And does that mean it'll be running on the new Switch? Uh, particularly, that's actually what I have in my notes. Is that yeah. one? I'm not one. I don't think really anybody could be surprised. Like we still don't even have a, a title name. Yep. Like. This this game is and especially with crunch wise, I'm pretty sure they don't want to have issues where stories come out about, you know, crunch wise and Zelda and that kind of thing with this. So. Me personally, I do think I do think they're setting themselves up for the next like switch iteration. And, you know, I was listening to the Game Informer podcast today as well about how like think about all the 3ds generations we got you know it was kind of the next iteration the next iteration the next iteration i think now it's time for them to put out some new new iteration of this and you know get to have your 4k 60 frames a second zelda that's what i can hope for at least yeah. but uh it's still yet to be seen uh they did like but even before this room you know rumors were kind of mentioning how you know they've Nintendo's planned for a Switch next gen, but it wasn't coming out last holiday season. Maybe it comes out this holiday season or in the spring. So, yeah, maybe. I mean, I hope so. I I mean, mine's still chugging along and it's the first iteration of the Switch. So I would be inclined to maybe consider upgrading, um, not for Breath of the Wild, because I know that game's not for me. But who knows? You know what I mean? I, I think we are. I even said last week, like, oh, I guess we'll find out at E3, but I can't even say that anymore. So. Maybe we'll find out in their Nintendo Direct, but I don't know. Maybe they don't even mention it now because they just put out a video that was like, hey, sorry, not coming out this year. I don't know. I feel like we should have maybe a, de a title announcement in the <laughs> next Nintendo Direct. But, you know, the one thing they did do was drop like a little bit of something where mm -hmm. uh, Link Link's Master Sword looks like it's been, I don't know, like eroded or cursed by something. Yep. So it looks like that'll probably be your journey for the first half of the game is going and restoring the the Master Sword, which usually is kind of the whole thing that you do. Find the Master Sword, kill the evil boss. You know, that's that's how it's done. So yep. true. If, if you had to guess what it's called, would you call if you had to guess what it was called? What, the Zelda game? Yeah. Oh, gosh, they go with such random titles. It's hard to. I mean, part of me thinks they would just call it Breath of the Wild, too, because I think that's funny. Um, I don't know. They're all over the place. Uh, Legend of Zelda. 
Link needs a new sword. Okay, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, that'll probably be it. Yeah, I w- I was thinking Ganon's resurrection. Oh, that's good. Like that. I yeah. I thought it sounded pretty good. Revenge but... of Ganon. Yeah, Revenge okay. of the Ganon. Uh, Ganon has a bone to pick. Ganon's not <laughs> dead. Yeah, Ganon's really upset and yeah. going to get you too. Or 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 the or it's just going to turn everything around and now you get to play as Ganon instead mm. and you get to kill Link and be the evil person for once. Legend of Zelda, see how the other side works. Yeah, right. <laughs> see what the like yeah, see what the Triforce of Power does for you. <laughs> just level buildings and stuff. All right. Next up on my end is we finally get the answer to PlayStation's uh, subscription service type. That's me rubbing uh, my hands. Yeah. <laughs> subscription service type thing i think it said it was releasing in may or june but june. there are three different price tiers for it yeah uh not much has changed from what we can see there is the uh, there is the basics sort of bundle and that was the same amount of money about 60 bucks a year and that yeah, kind of gets you every month. yeah that kind of gets yep. you everything that you're looking for no it's 60 for a year so is i it? don't think it would be 10 bucks a month uh I got to look that up because I know they had like the monthly if you pay by month, but it's cheaper if you pay by year um, by year. I'll look it up. Go ahead. OK, uh, we then. Uh, so I won't mention any of the pricing tiers until Craig brings them up. Next one is the PlayStation Plus X uh, premium, you know, PSP. And <laughs> they it looks like it is a mixture of both PlayStation now and uh, PlayStation Plus, which gets you, they were saying about 400 titles from right. the PS4 and the PS5 catalog. Um, what titles those are yet to be seen, but 400 is a decent amount of games. How uh, many are on um, PlayStation Now right now? Not that many, right? No, not yeah. that many. Okay. But the one thing is, is throughout these tiers, it's not like you get to download the game. You're still streaming it which right. you know i'm i'm mixed about i really wish it was something we could download like i wish it worked more like game pass but it doesn't that's just not the case so maybe they change that once uh once they see the engagement for it and then the last one is playstation plus premiere i premium or, extra, or premium yep and that one, you get all of the benefits of the last three and now access to PS3 games. And PS2. Well. And, and PlayStation PS2 1. And PlayStation 1. <laughs> and I think I think PSP. I saw like, yeah, I think I saw like exclusive um, like title tryouts and that kind of thing, like the one hour try- tryout thing that yep. Sony sometimes lets you do. And EA does now. Yeah, so yeah. that game or that last one is particularly $18 a month, a little right. bit more expensive than Game Pass. But I don't feel like Sony came out in this presser and said, like, this was our answer to Game Pass. It doesn't look like it's supposed to be. So yeah. it's just meant to be something that PlayStation has because I, you know, I had the same problem this holiday season where um, my mother got me a PlayStation Now subscription, not a PlayStation Plus. I told her to keep it because I always wanted to try PlayStation Plus. And it's not a bad system by any means of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I used it to play old games like Sly Cooper um, and some other PS3 titles. But, you know, I think this will help everybody with the kind of advertising. OK, like this is what I need you to get. Like, mom, like get me this or, you know, significant other. Get me this subscription for that. And then that way, like regular people might actually know not to get the PlayStation now thing instead of the instead of the PlayStation plus. So I don't mind it at all, but I don't know what your thoughts are. So the prices are PlayStation plus essential, which is really what it is now. Nine 99 a month, 24 99 for three months, 59 99 for the year. Okay. Um, PlayStation plus extra $15 a month. Yeah. $15 a month, $40 for three months, a hundred dollars for the year. PlayStation Plus Premium, $18 a month, $50 for three months, $120 for the year. Okay. Um, My thoughts on it are, one, I have a problem with the fact that you can't download the games. Yep. Um, yeah. That's a big deal to me. 
Um, I'm not a big fan of the streaming thing, but it seems like that's the way they want to go on all this. Two, there's no mention whatsoever of day one game stuff, right? Yeah. From first party, nothing. So I'm assuming they're not doing that. Uh, but I do like the idea of being able to play PS1, PS2, PS3 games on the premium. I think that's good. We mentioned that last week, right? Like we wanted that. Um, yeah, if, if anything, Sony had the catalog to do yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, so that's the one thing that they definitely had better going for them that Xbox kind of didn't have. But I don't think PlayStation would ever do the like day one type thing, especially for their first party stuff. Maybe right. we hear about it for third party uh, games, but I don't think their first party stuff, they will ever allow like <laughs> the, ever allow that to happen with their first party stuff. Yeah, the main thing I have against this is obviously I think the premium one is the way to go, right? Because mm-hmm. you get access to all those old games, which is huge. But you're coming in at a price that's more than Game Pass by a couple bucks a month. Um, that's strike one, if you will. Uh, strike two, Microsoft is giving you all their first party games day one to download mm-hmm. for free, not stream, download. Um the the like trials like i said like that's ea does that now and that's included with your game pass so like all the sports games you get those 10 hour trials um you can get a 10 hour trial of grid legends right now too which is cool um i don't know like one i we both said we it should be the same price right as game pass yeah that's what we were looking to do it seems yeah. like they've gone in between is how yep. they yeah that's how um, they managed to get away from it And I think the three tiers thing is going to be super confusing for parents to figure out to buy for their children. Um, I like the idea. I just don't think it's executed well. I don't think it's going to do well. Yeah, I guess in my mind, uh, like the main thing is that Xbox has always been kind of known for putting out like, okay, here are different titles. Like now, you Mm -hmm. know, the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is, you know, on Game Pass. So with PlayStation, they mentioned like there's 400 games on there, or I guess maybe ready to release at launch. Are there plans to release other things like like (laughs) that's the kind of thing that I'm trying to figure out is whether or not like it's going to be one of those things where they're adding more to it or if it's just you get to pick the collection of games and get you play them from there. Right. I know me personally, what I'm going to do is that premium, the high tier one. I'm going to do the three month and we'll see how it goes. Like, do they keep adding to it? What exactly are these PlayStation one, two and three games that are going on there and PSP? Cause like I'd play some of those. Um, But by the end of the three months, I think we'll be able to tell very quickly, like are you know, did I see and play everything I wanted to in those three months and now I'm good. Or is there like, is there any reason for me to keep this for a year? You know? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be back because she's barking. Okay. So I got a lot back from back from our brief interlude for (laughs) taking out a dog intermission intermission for that matter. But yeah, Um, we it's not what I expected PlayStation plus to be, but is it a start? Oh, we'll take it. I'll take it. I guess it's pretty much. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not too hopeful about it, but I am willing to give it a shot. I was really hoping for them to put first party on there day one. But like you said, I don't think Sony's ever going to be okay with that. Exactly. I am out of news. You took all mine. Okay, fair (laughs) enough. Uh, For me, we also have that PlayStation, uh, sorry, uh, Activision Mm -hmm. settles the sexual harassment lawsuits for $16.8 million dollars. Imagine settling for that much when you just got bought for about 70 billion. So right. <laughs> well, drop I, in the bucket. Exactly. At this point there, I, I imagine they're just like, OK, everything's been paid off. Uh, you know, get get all the deals and everything settled with. Uh, there's probably still more to come out for this, but to see that there's at least some restitution for these people who have been affected by it is a good sign, at least. We then have Apple Plus TV getting slew of more subscriptions with Coda winning Best Picture at the Oscars. This was to be expected. I'll admit I'm interested in it as well. I just haven't decided to sub to it yet. Uh, pretty much for me, I only would use Apple TV to watch Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, I know there are other good programs on there. Like, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but 
that's really the only one that I'm interested in. That's fair. And then let's see here. Do I have anything else? No, that's it. Sweet. Uh, games this week, which, well, what did we play? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am almost done with Ghostwire Tokyo. Okay. Pretty close. Uh, and then I did have a little bit of fun with the uh, April Fool's yesterday on Apex. Yeah. And I have to bring up the fact that we have to talk about Fortnite. Yeah, I did. That's right. I did see you playing that the other day. I was. Uh, for me, it has been Tiny Tino, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, Elden Ring occasionally, <laughs> and uh, some more uh, Warhammer 3. Total okay. Warhammer 3. Okay. Um, not much is new really on any of those aspects, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Uh, like Tiny Tina, the humor is now starting to wear a little bit. Uh, uh -oh. So I, I guess we'll see. Like, don't get me wrong. I like the D&D stuff and I do like this game, but I did think it was going to be different from other Borderlands. But it really is just the same loot, find guns, do this. And I don't know what it is, but I really wish the inventory was better or the inventory management was a lot better here. Like, yeah, it I doesn't find look myself, like they changed it, right? It's not that the, it's it's they didn't really change it at all. But for me, what's most what most like sucks is it seems like to get out of like picking a talisman or a weapon or a spell, I need to press B, go over to that thing, then press A and then get it and then and then equip it and then go back. Like my feeling is once I press A and select something, I should be free to move around mm -hmm. and get to the next gun or get to the next thing I want to change. But it just feels like I'm playing like I'll be honest, like it feels like I'm just paying too much time in the menus right now for Tiny Tina Wonderland instead of actually like playing the game. So, yeah. you know, there there are a couple knocks to it uh, now that I'm starting to get into it more. But there's definitely some stuff that they should carry uh, from this into the new ones. Like for for example, I really like the fact that there's an overworld now instead of just driving from point A to point B. Like yep. those points ended up being kind of useless and not really a fun way to interact with the world where this is a lot easier it's a lot more. It, it, I guess it's just not as a bore as yeah. much as jumping on your speeder bike type thing and going to the next objective or fast traveling. Yeah. And like fast traveling still is a thing if you yeah. want to get from like world part to world part. And that'll always be there. That thing does work nicely for it, but it's it's just a matter of there's no there's there's finally no forced out of the mission, get on a bike and go to this place and then go to this place and then go to this place. I can fast travel right. if I want to, or the overworld isn't terrible at all to navigate through. So I, I really hope that they decide to take the, take some of the ideas from here and use it toward whatever next borderlands or next game type they use to, uh, inspire the next <laughs> one. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest since I had both tiny Tina and Ghostwire. I put Tiny Tina to the side because Ghostwire was more of an original game to play. Yeah, whereas the yeah. like the amount of time that I spent with Tiny Tina last week, I was like, all right, I know what I'm getting into. But like an hour into that game, I had already decided that like there's so many guns that drop. That's the same with any Borderlands game that I would walk up to it. And if it wasn't better, I used to just pick everything up and then sell it. I'm yeah. not even doing that anymore. I'm just like, is this gun worse? Okay, I'm just going to leave it on the ground because selling things is also a chore. Yeah. Um, you either go through and hit every single one or you go through and mark each one as junk and sell it that way. But it's just those menus are time consuming. That I've never had an issue with not having enough money in a Borderlands game ever. Like you oh, get yeah, so never. much money. You don't need to sell the gun. So, yeah, I mean, there's some good things in there. It does seem like it's a lot of the same that we've seen. So like once I finish Ghostwire, I'll go back and try it again. But I don't know if I'm going to finish it. Are you going to finish it? I think I might, but it just might take okay. me some time. OK, I mean, that's fair. I We'll see. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. We have well, we have Lego Star Wars Tuesday, right? Yes, we do. Yep. Isn't there something Friday, too? Uh, there's something else on Tuesday, but I'm going to be honest with you. I can't remember, so I'm going to look it up. I 
Go you ahead. know, I, I'm pretty sure it's just a switch port of a certain game. Okay. But uh, I don't go, know why go. I was thinking there was something else this week on like a Friday. Uh, no, I, I guess not. I don't see anything. Yeah, I guess it'll <laughs> it'll all be figured out. I it, we'll 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 figure it out here in a moment. But what's the uh, whatever? What have you been playing? What have you been really going through? <laughs> um, so I'm almost done with Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. Um, I I will say that that game is very very good. Um, go ahead. It, so you don't forget again. What's it's the out. show. It's the oh, show. Yeah. 22. It's the show, but that's on game pass. So it is who needs to buy it. <laughs> I'll at least give that a shot. I probably won't play it very long, but as will I like one thing. And I'll mention this before you go back to Ghostwire, mm-hmm. is like they're doing Shohei Otani, who is a really magnificent player, pitcher and really good hitter for the Angels. It just stinks that I don't want to pay for the hard book cover because he's of like, um, Pretty sure he's uh, he might be Japanese, actually, mm-hmm. but uh, like they're doing like kind of an anime cartoon inspired inspired like steelbook cover that I desperately want for it. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay the, the extra money for it. So could, you could always just buy it later. Just the steelbook. Right. If the, if they if they sell it that way, they didn't do that for the Jackie Robinson edition. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I'll definitely give it a shot. I don't have much success with the show games at all. I usually play them for like an hour, but. I mean, when it's on Game Pass, you at least give it a shot. Yeah. Um, all right. So Ghostwire, almost being done with it. I do think it's a very, very good game. I think it suffers from them wanting to put too much into the game to kind of pad it out. Um, side missions are fine. I think um, some of them are pretty entertaining. They vary enough that like you're not doing the same thing over and over again, which I appreciate. It's the other stuff in the world that I feel like is too much. And I usually end up avoiding. Um, I forget what they're called, but there's like things floating in the sky that you can chase um, in each section of the city. And then you capture them um, kind of like a Pokemon. Um, there's just like those things that they kind of spread around the map just to fill it out that I'm just like, I don't want to do this at all. I have no desire. Uh, but the main story is good. The side missions are entertaining. And I think it's a definite unless the ending just absolutely sucks, I think this will probably end up somewhere in my top 10 this year as of right now. Um, Can't recommend it enough. I don't really think it's a horror game though. I don't know if they're trying to classify it as that. There's some moments that are a little creepy, but overall it's just kind of like a, I don't know. It's like first person shooter without guns, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Now I know we talked about it last week. Did you end up changing the, uh, voice acting to English or have you nope. stayed in the Japanese with subtitles? Nope, I just stayed. I didn't feel the need to. It just feels better having them speak Japanese with subtitles. Um, I enjoy it more that way. Uh, but yeah, I didn't even bother. I will admit the, the English voice acting, I wasn't really impressed by any means. Okay. Uh, so when I decide to play uh, Tokyo Ghostwire, I will probably do the same thing with playing it yep. in Japanese. Yeah. Subtitles. But I definitely recommend it to everybody out there. It's a good game to have. I know it's on PC as well, right? Yes. I think I saw it on PC, not Xbox. Oh, no, so. no, wait. No, it's a PlayStation exclusive. Is it? Yeah. I sworn I saw it on Steam, but maybe not. Oh, you know what? It might be on Steam, but I know it's not on Xbox. That's... Yeah, it's definitely not on Xbox for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you have a PlayStation 5, this is this is a good game to to have some fun with. I don't think it's anything that's going to like jump out as like pushing the boundaries of graphic graphics wise. Um, I did notice one thing and I saw it on Reddit too, so I can't take credit for it, but the, uh, the rain in the game is uh, the Japanese symbols for rain when they're falling, which I think was kind of cool. Yeah. You know, uh, when my roommate was playing it, I did see like that the rain wasn't really rain. I thought it was something. And they do some cool things with like adjusting, um, where you're going, like they'll flip stuff. So it's like, oh, now it's upside down or like, you know what I mean? They just kind of mess with you a little bit. I think that's very cool. Cool. All right. I do look forward to playing it once once it's finally time for me to. So <laughs> too many games. Yeah, too many games. And we're we're about to get even more this week as well, because I'm probably going to have my hands full with Lego Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for me, like Elden Ring, still Elden Ring. I still play it occasionally. I'm playing it a lot less now. I feel like I've. I feel like I'm out of rehab for Elden Ring, <laughs> what I'll yeah. call it. 
And then other than that, like playing Kirby's Wonderland, like it, it is like the perfect like comeback to game. Like every night I just sit in bed and I'll play that for like 45 minutes because okay. the levels are short enough where you can get one or two levels and be like, OK, I'm good. And then not have to do anything uh, w- with Kirby. So I, I really enjoy that. I like that. That game has been that for me, the one that I can just kind of go back to. Um at the end of the night that's fun to play and doesn't really require too much thought even on the harder difficulty so uh i i really for me i feel like kirby's gonna be my surprise like top 10 this okay. year because i i am really enjoying that game and and where i really haven't enjoyed other kirby games before this definitely feels like the correct evolution for it and the next step to go i am still really excited to play it um, but just like with Ghostwire for you, it's kind of been pushed to the side um, until I can get Ghostwire and Tiny Tina and Lego Star Wars all out of the way. Then I'll go back to it. Yeah. Um, but I definitely do want to play it because I'm hearing nothing but good things. Um, then, did you play did you play Apex yesterday at all? No, I didn't. I have played with the update, since, okay. but I did. Uh, but what was the April Fool's thing? Um, so they didn't really do a that good of a job of like explaining what it was but uh i there was like little eggs all around the map and whenever you would break one you would get a mozambique uh but the mozambique had two shots and instead of normal shotgun bolts it was shooting out nessies um and those oh, nessies damn. i'm gonna really hate the fact that yep. i missed this <laughs> yep. and they were like big nessies right and okay. you would shoot them and they had health bars and then they would go after enemies for you. And they <laughs> they were basically like they played like the spiders, right? They yeah. could shoot the spider uh, webs and then they would also just jump at them. But they also changed on. Well, I forget what that map is. The newest map. I forget what the name is. Storm. Storm Point. Yeah. Storm. Point. OK. You got it. Um, they replaced uh, where the I don't even know what they're called. I'm blanking on everything. But uh, like the the big like wolves or whatever that would come out of the ground and attack you. They were just the big Nessies yesterday. (laughs) So, I mean, that was kind of cool. I thought it was interesting. Um, I think the past years have been better last year. It was something with like the pistols, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, there was also like the one with like the dolls. Yeah. You were just playing as the training dummy. Yep. Yep. uh, Instead. In which I I did like that one as well. The training dummies. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. Um, I just feel like, they definitely didn't put as much thought into it this year as they normally do. And maybe that's because they're working on other things and they kind of threw it together. But I did notice that yesterday the uh, servers were struggling and I'm going to assume it was because of all the Nessies running around on the map. I'm sure it put a strain on it. Um, But yeah, it was entertaining to kind of mess around with yesterday. I'll have to look at some gameplay for it. That definitely looks interesting. I'm kind of upset. I didn't play yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, you would have enjoyed it. But I'll I will explain why I didn't play in the TV shows I've watched for the week. OK. Um, and then last thing we had to talk about Fortnite. We got it. Yeah. Uh, so I in my career, Fortnite have played maybe two or three games total since it came out. Uh, never won any. But I remember I played like two or three when it first came out. And I was like, nah, this ain't it. Uh, I think we're both kind of that way. However, they announced that there was the no build mode coming out. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? That might be the perfect time because I hated the building aspect of it. So I jumped in. I played two nights in a row, a couple hours each night, um, got some wins. And I would I know they're not keeping this mode, but if they did or if they decide to, I might actually be tempted to play this more often because okay. playing without build mode is a lot of fun. Then it's just, you know. I don't have to worry about the 12 year old who can build entire houses in 30 seconds. We can just focus on the gameplay, like the mechanics. And I think yeah. they're actually pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as long as they keep that, I'll be interested. I left it installed for now. Um, I don't know if maybe it's because I was also like level one and they're putting me in with the bot lobbies probably. Yeah. Uh, but man, I, I can see why people like it now that I've played that. Um, but yeah, I have no desire to learn the building at all. Now, it now with building, the whole point of it yep. was like destroying like stuff so that you can mm-hmm. get the materials to build. 
yep. in permanent mode or in no build mode are the like the trees and stuff like you can't tear them down or can you still shoot them no you down? can still tear them down okay. you can still like like if you somebody's hiding behind one you can still shoot it to get okay. rid of it um you can still take apart the houses to find like the chest hidden under the ground that's all there it's just there's no building aspect okay cool i i would love to see how many people because I remember like my times in Fortnite where mm -hmm. you would like go down to the basement. You would accidentally cut something out you didn't mean to. So you yep. could at least get the treasure and then build a stairway out. But I wonder how many people now get stuck. And you can't you <laughs> yeah. can't build the stairway out anymore. So yeah. that's eh, that's fun. And I'm glad for them because they they should have been doing this, I think, a long time ago. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like and especially it's been with Apex, too, because I haven't actually played Apex in a while. Mm -hmm. um, it's just the fact that, you know, people who are playing Fortnite are probably starting to get burned out of it. Yep. And that kind of thing. So adding something this drastic and new brings a bunch of new players in and allows mm -hmm. the people who have been playing the game for a while to, like, have more different like players to play with that kind of thing so yeah I, I feel like this is them testing the waters to be like is there interest for this you know because yeah. i feel like your hardcore fortnite players are not going to want to play this right mm -hmm. yeah, they're going to no, want to yeah because yeah, they're so good at building like why would i want to give that up um but yeah i mean i could see them putting it as a permanent mode if we'd have to see the numbers i'm assuming a decent amount of people played it people were playing it on twitch more this weekend than more this week than ever so um, me, me personally add it it does it doesn't hurt them to add this mode right especially considering that building something like that was always a part of the game that like is going to completely turn people off mm -hmm. like getting to destroy trees and stuff like that's good because that's not yep. something really an apex you can hide behind a tree all day and it's not going to matter yep. where or somebody hides inside a house and you don't you know you can't if you can't get rid of that camper there you're not getting rid of them at least in at least in Fortnite, there were ways to kind of, OK, I'm going to throw a grenade, blow out the wall and then find him and shoot. Him. Like there was always that aspect of, OK, like campers, campers can get punished yeah. for putting themselves into corners. Unlike with Apex, where it seems more along the lines of that they're they they get more good stuff because of camp. They get more good stuff. <laughs> because of it, so. and, and I will say, too, if if they do make that permanent and it's a mode that like I can go back to. Just being in the pregame lobbies, that game could be dangerous for me because there's a lot of stuff that people had, like the the emotes and dances and skins, and I'm like, oh man, I want that. <laughs> like it could be a dangerous slippery slope for me to go down to with Fortnite, yeah. but like they've always been good about adding cool skins and characters and like all that. Yeah, yeah the fact that you can play as Naruto and Sasuke and there's like the seventh yep. form of Zendaya in that game mode now. Mm -hmm. I know the Euphoria one just got added too. Yeah, it's crazy. So, you know, they they've always they've always had the marketing presence to be like, okay, let's you know, you, you don't get to play as Spider Man or Venom in Apex. You just play right. as the heroes you get to play as. So, and for certain people, there's enough of a connection with that hero or something that they get to buy it. Uh, and then they play for a little bit because they bought the skin, so they might as well play it. So Yeah, true. Good on them for like having like I've never hated Fortnite. I've always just kind of respected what they've done. Like Agreed. I'll admit I, I hated the building because that was something I was never good at. But the whole marketing like their marketing team is just insane. Like they sure. they make a lot of money just because they get the because they're kind of the kid friendly brand. Mm -hmm. and they can get really you know disney characters and famous actors and you know trademark dance moves you know charles carlton wise trying to sue <laughs> i wonder how that went i imagined i imagined i think he lost him. yeah he yeah. probably lost <laughs> but that's it that's all but, i played yeah so movies and tv shows this week so sure. what's fun for me is uh first episode of moon knight came out which you yep. probably watched as well Yep. And uh, winning time. Still yep. good. Just going to I probably won't even talk about winning time this episode. That's but fair. for me. I binged watched an anime called Ranking of Kings, which I really enjoyed. And I've also today and yesterday been binge watching Raised by Wolves, the HBO Max original. So you like it? I do. OK. Um, Moon Knight. 
Moon we don't Knight. need to talk about Winning Time. I did watch that as well. Uh, I watched a movie called Moonfall, not to be confused with Moon Knight. And I forgot to talk about it last week. So the first two episodes of the Halo TV show, I watched that as well. Oh, you know what? And I watched Death of the Nile. That's right. I did watch Death of the Nile. That's on HBO Max as well. I started watching that and I got bored. So I'll, we'll talk about <laughs> Death of the Nile here yep. first because it is kind of the I always like ha- I always like this mystery murder mm-hmm. type stuff. But I could this one was the fir- and maybe it's because I'm getting good at it now. But I was like, OK, this is th- this is who it is like. This is who killed them. This is how it happened. And I got it all right. So I was kind of surprised. But <laughs> um, I have never so many times in my life not been able to pronounce the main character's name uh, yeah. wrong. I don't know still how to pronounce it. Is it Poirot? Poirot? <laughs> I don't uh, know. Poirot? Like Poi-wo. it is. It is a very weird, like English, like a English name, and everybody pronounces it differently. So I don't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> um, did you like it though? I thought it was all right. Like for bored. me, it's for me, it's the weakest of all mm-hmm. of the mystery mo- movies that I've ever seen, and like. They played up Gal Gadot being in it, you know, and she mm-hmm. does and she is in there. Uh, Jon Snow's wife is in there. I really need to start learning that actress's name. I feel like I'm doing <laughs> her a disservice uh, in a way. And uh, Russell Brand. Is that, yeah. is that who it is? Yeah, yep. that is. Yeah, Russell Brand is in there. So yeah, he looks completely different. Yeah. Um, the movie is boring. I am not the biggest <laughs> fan of it. I... I don't know. Like the fact that I could guess who the killer was here was kind of like, oh, okay. well, now I'm right now. I that's all I got. Like that was the only validation I got out of it. Yeah. Um, Movie's so slow in the beginning. So awful. Yeah. You you spend so much time in this movie, like try just waiting for them to actually get to like the murder mystery portion of things. So. They're trying to set up all these characters and trying to set up all this different stuff. And then it ends up only paying off in like a 10, five minute monologue where it's like, okay, on to the next person. Now it, it was not the strongest of all of them. Like it's the worst. It's it's (laughs) the worst of the murder, murder mystery stuff. And I feel bad because I know, I, I like Gal Gadot as an actress, but it's always the famous people like the Omega superstars in the film end up getting killed because that's the whole point is mm-hmm. that, OK, here's the big name draw. And then here are a bunch of other actors uh, that, you know, now have to play the murder mystery portion of things. So. Yeah, skip it. Yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad I didn't, in, in all honesty, I'm glad I didn't watch it in movie theater. Me too. I just couldn't like I got like halfway through and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm so bored. I don't even care. <laughs> um, Understandably. Do you want to talk about Moon Knight? Yeah. OK. Um, what do you think? I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. There's still there's still so much. I don't know what's going on. Like yeah. and, and that's always the tough part is because like this show is a six episode series. It needs to move fast. So this show moves fast. Um, And I'll admit, like, the the fast pacing and frantic pacing of it all does make sense here. Mm -hmm. Because Oscar Isaac's character, um, Stephen, is is continuously blacking out and ending ending up in other places. I do wish and, and I do hope that in the next, like, episode we finally get maybe some sort of answers to why what's happening is happening. Just because for me, like, you know, the payoff was finally seeing, you know, Moon Knight's transformation. And yes, it looked spectacular. Yep. But uh, part of me is just like, OK, but like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll, I'll admit the villain is very interesting. At least mm-hmm. he seems to be the villain. And most Marvel movies like don't have like an interesting villain. It's more like I'm the bad guy because I'm the bad guy. Right. And I'm hoping they grow him and make him more interesting for the finale. But I need to know what else is going on like, <laughs> in, yeah. this, in this show. Like because of its frantic style, I find myself feeling more confused than anything. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're going to get there. I, I mean, obviously the people who know moon Knight, like the ins and outs of it, which I do not 
um, are probably like, oh, yeah, this all makes sense. But like Marvel does a good job of explaining things. So I think they want you to be confused in this first episode and be like, hold on, what is going on here? There's so much. You have this villain, villain, maybe not villain, who's judging people by holding their hands and putting like a thing on their arms. And then if their judge is potentially being evil, then they just die. Um, but yeah, I think it's very entertaining. It it looks like a Marvel movie you would see in theaters. Yeah. Like the CGI is phenomenal. I think the suit, the Moon Knight suit looks great. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. I'm just as confused as you are on this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know like my limited knowledge is I know there's Steven and there's a Mark, um, which I think is Moon Knight, I guess. Um, but that's about all I know. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. But yeah, six episodes, they're going to have to move along quick for sure. Yeah, I, I just hope that I I want this one to be one of my favorite ones uh, for like the Marvel Disney Plus universe, just yep. because I also feel like Moon Knight could have a big like and I don't. I don't know if he does interact with any of the other superheroes in, in the comics at all, but if he does, this has this like he has the potential to really like shine. Yeah, as of as more of like of this Moon Knight character, because I've I've heard what happens in the comics for him. And it always seems like this character has the most personality yeah. maybe to them that because in, in the Marvel movies, yes, we get injected like with like Iron Man personality type things. And you make sure that his personality shines more where it seems like Moon Knight's hero persona is a lot more like charismatic and fun having than yeah. any of the other justice is good. Let's do this guys kind of thing. So <laughs> yeah. I, I want him to I want it to be good because I also want to see like other things happen because of it. I also want to see what we can do with other heroes. Yeah, and I would hope he would show up in a, a movie or two, you know. I think yeah. that's probably the plan. I think they have more plans for like Daredevil now. Um but yeah, I, he's so far so good. O Oscar Isaac's a great actor and I think he's playing this extremely well. And then Moonfall. Moon. Yeah, Moonfall. Um, Moonfall is a disaster movie that came out in theaters a couple months ago. I don't think anybody went and saw it, though. I think it made about five bucks. Um, <laughs> uh, I enjoy disaster movies. San Andreas, um, Armageddon, like the cheesier, the better. This is one of those. Uh, the moon is out of orbit and it's causing crazy things to happen on earth uh as in like rising tides lower gravity on earth no oxygen all that stuff um so they have to go to the moon and figure out what's going on and they figure out that the moon is actually not a planet but is a structure that was built by aliens um so there's that going on there's some rogue ai involved uh that's making the moon structure go off orbit um all that being said, this movie is god awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't catch on from me trying to describe it, yeah. um, the disaster sequences look cool. I'll give them that. But yeah, this the story is makes no sense. Um, it just kind of goes places, and uh, yeah, it's not good. So don't waste your time. All right, was that one on HBO Max? Was that one of the uh, ones? Uh... No, I rented it, so I think it it should be on something fairly okay. shortly. So yeah, I I don't know. There there's some other thing that was just released on HBO Max, but it's a rom com, not a disaster yeah Moonshot something. Yes, that's yeah. it. Moonshot. That's okay. Yep. Just making sure they weren't the same thing. There's too nope. many moon things now. Yeah, there is. Um, I'll talk about Barry's Anime Corner here with Ranking yes. of Kings. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, synopsis of the story really is. Um, two two princes. One is deaf, and the other one, of course, is a lot more capable and a lot more full of himself. Uh, what I like about the show is that it's not like in typical anime fashion. You would assume that he starts to speak from some miracle of God or starts hearing because of that. Uh, no, he has his disability, and everybody treats him differently because of it. Because it takes place during medieval times, okay. uh, like knights, monsters, that kind of thing. So people talk to him in sign language uh, and like they they characterize it and subtitle it. I just really like the whole underdog story of the of the main character's name, Bochi, 
of and his whole story. You know, he just is full of kindness and everybody at every corner tells him like, hey, you know, this is not what you're supposed. This is not befitting of a king. This is not what you do. But he doesn't care, despite the fact that he can lip read, which people find out later. So not only like not not only do people start to feel bad because they've been talking bad about him, not thinking they can hear him, but he can lip read. So he figures it out. And his amazing like agility and combat prowess just goes like it. It's it's like really fun and heartwarming. Like there are a lot more to each of the characters than what people expect. And I liked diving into those characters like um, there's this queen Hilling who looks to be a total. Um, she seems to be like a really bad person. And then turns out that there's more to her on the surface of that. So you learn more about her and get to grow in like her. Uh, like this, this anime does a really good job of like, even the villain has kind of a sadder backstory um, as to why they're doing their villainy things. And I won't spoil the ending, but uh, it, I really liked it. Uh, there's a lot of good character development. And I just like how different it was to everything else that uh, to most anime that I've watched. I like the whole sign language, like, and the fact that it's like a king with a disability and not so much um, them just like it, the answer. The answer isn't just him magically getting his hearing back or something like that. That's what I liked. I like the fact that he got he kept it and he doesn't say a word. He just uh, I, I don't know what the I don't know what the specific term is for it, but he like talks, but it just comes out as noise. OK. Interesting. That's like a take I don't think I've seen before in an anime, though. Yeah, no, no. If that's what I mean, like it, it's yeah. different enough and it felt fresh enough for me. Uh, okay. And there's a bunch of like twists and turns, that kind of thing for it. But yeah, like that, I think that's why I enjoyed it so much, because it felt different, it felt okay. different from everything else that I've watched. So that's why I like it. Um, Halo, you didn't watch Halo, right? I don't have Paramount Plus yet. OK, so I know the first episode they put on YouTube for free, um, so you can watch it there. Second episode came out this week. I just forgot to talk about it last week. So um, the first episode, you could tell they put a lot of effort into being like, hey, look at this from the game. Look at this from the game. Right. Yeah. Uh, like there's a big fight scene. Um, that's pretty much the main point of the first episode. Um, we get to see like uh, the Covenant right with their their swords and their their guns that you all recognize from the halo games you get the moment where master chief comes in and just decimates them um he's using the battle rifle his pistol at one point he picks up like the big gun like you would in the game and starts mowing yeah. them down um i will say that when you compare it to other tv shows that are out there right now like marvel for instance you can tell the budget is not as big on this yeah. um the covenant looks okay but they don't look like they're in the same world. They look, they didn't do as good of a job on the CGI. So they kind of yeah. do, they don't mix very well. Um, this show is extremely bloody, extremely, which is weird. Um, I didn't quite expect that. The Halo games are kind of bloody, but they're not like over the top. Yo, yeah. Uh, like it's not. Yeah. yeah. They're very tame. Very. Right. Right. This is like, I mean, that first episode, second one, not so much because we're getting to the story. So there's not as much like fighting. I don't think there's actually any in the second episode. But um, yeah, like I would say kind of like Game of Thrones bloody in the first episode is what we're getting at. OK, Um, it's OK. The fact that they have Master Chief have his helmet off for as much as they do in this show is very weird to me for somebody who really never takes it off. Right. And I get that they're trying to like. You want to connect with this character, but I don't think you need to do that. I think it's just fine having him talk um, with his helmet on. I mean, he's not supposed to show that much emotion anyway. Um, we're getting hints towards Cortana that I'm sure will show up at some point. All the main characters, you know, from the games are here. Like you'll recognize a lot of them. Uh, I just I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm definitely going to watch the whole season and see how it goes. I'm not like blown away with it but it's entertaining, I guess. <laughs> That's literally what everybody I've like been yeah. saying to me is like, they just don't know how to feel about it. Like they're yeah. mixed. Like they expected yep. it to be what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, but they are kind of like disappointed with the fact that it's just what they expected. Yeah. Uh, this like this, 
for all intents and purposes, this is like any other sci-fi show you would see on the sci-fi channel, except it's Master Chief as the main character. Like it's the same budget, the same like people you would see on sci-fi shows like Firefly and all that, like and Battlestar Galactica, like some of them are in this. So it's like they just grabbed the same people and were like, oh, you do sci-fi shows. Come on in. Um, but I'm going to let it play its course and then we'll see how it goes at the end of the season. Cool. I do plan on watching that as well. Cool. So then for me, uh, the HBO Max Raised by Wolves, which has been really tempting me for a while and I finally yeah. got into it. It is extremely interesting. I have been enjoying the heck out of it. Uh, it's just about and in the first few episodes, you find out like humanity and it's it's more about like religion mm -hmm. where um, atheists have been fighting the they're called the Church of Soul, which is it, they kind of just making it sound like believing in God. And the reason for Earth's downfall is the fact that, like, these two religions are fighting each other. Uh, so a a an atheist uh, makes like uh, makes a desperate attempt to send some people off to another world to restart humanity. The soul people are also trying to do that because it's like a total, you know, crapshoot now. And you kind of get to follow them. Um like pretty much what it is is just mother and father taking care of like kids and trying to like restart this colony life and the troubles of that. So I kind of like the whole resetting to age zero thing. Mm -hmm. uh, in the first step, like you'll know if you're hooked by the first episode. That's what yep. I will say is the first episode is worth a watch and the ending is like, oh, wow. OK, like you'll be into it, I think, once you watch the first episode, uh, because I'm trying not to spoil too much. One thing I will say is I start I picked this series because I like the actor Tra Travis Fimmel, who played the leader of Ragnar and Vikings and also was in uh, Pacific Rim. Mm -hmm. So I like it. So I started watching this because of him and he's been like an integral part to the story. I just hate that it seems like he's going down the same path that they did with Ragnar's character in Vikings. Um which is kind of like this whole crazy prophet type of thing. Uh, I saw I was hoping it wasn't going to be like that in this one, but it does look like that's what it is. But that's kind of all I want to say, because I still have two more episodes left in this season Okay. Uh, before uh, before being done with season one. But the fact I'm binging it the way I am, I think kind of goes to show like this show is this show's worth your time. Um, it's it's got a lot of like the Game of Thrones type like political vibes to it because you're messing with not houses, but religions here. Um, and not only religions, but the fights between Android and human as well. So there's kind of all of these like sociopolitical type things going on and nurture versus nature. And the, and that kind of, like, there's a lot of basic like human understandings that they kind of question in the show. And I really like that. I really like how they're taking it. So like over and it's directed by Ridley Scott, which mm -hmm. I didn't know like this, like it has a big budget director and it's got like big budget scenes yeah. for it as well. So um, I don't the reason it took me so long is because it was labeled as horror. Um, definitely not a horror show. <laughs> um, if I can watch it, anybody can watch it. I, I, I truly I truly do believe that. Uh, but. Get, give it a shot. I think it's worth people's times uh, here. It is. You know, uh, HBO hasn't had really the like the whole big Game of Thrones thing, but I have to give it to them. They are putting out some really good drama mm -hmm. of TV with show with winning time and with uh, Raised by Wolves. Yeah, it was funny because like I watched the first episode of Raised by Wolves and I went, nah, <laughs> I really? Was just, I was bored. Yeah, bored okay. out of my mind. So I think it is kind of an extreme, right? I think you're either going to love it. Or you're going to not hate it, but be like, no, um, I, I could see where it's boring, though. Yeah. Like, I'll admit, like, I was mostly like, hey, where is this going? It doesn't look yeah. that good. But then the ending for me and like the reveal of like what mother is, mm -hmm. um, I thought was enough to keep me like, yeah, let's keep going. And the more yeah. I kept going, the more I started growing attached to the characters and what they're doing. Yeah, I, I think it's filmed incredibly well. I think it looks cool. I just like. It just did not hit with me for whatever reason. Um, but I think the majority of people do 
actually really enjoy this show. So don't take like my word for it that I didn't connect with me because I'm definitely the minority on this show. But yeah, uh, there's nothing else that you watched, right? We're good. Nope. Nope. We're good. All right. That's going to be it for this week's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys feel so inclined, please share it with your friends and also review it on your listening platform of choice. If you're interested in getting in contact with us or getting a question read, we do have Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, and we also have an email at highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it. I think so. I've done the outro so many times you'd think I'd have it memorized (laughs) by now. But uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. See you later.